0: Welcome home, and thank you for joining us here on the Real Life Church Podcast. We are people of faith with a voice of hope who are known by love. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, it's a privilege to be here today. I love every one of you. I love this church. It's it's, uh, amazing because you're growing you're learning, and as long as we're teachable, God can help us. If you ever get calcified or petrified or whatever else, then you're in trouble. And you should always make room, uh, like you had the other week here, room at the table. You know, uh, the, uh, the celebration of the Passover, Jewish Passover, they have a table and they have a chair empty yeah. chair set for elijah i suggest you always have an empty chair I've, I've preached on that before here but have empty chairs for the people that you expect to come in come and don't ever close the circle and become ingrown and yeah. and all about comfort is the biggest uh, value of some uh, churches because you know, they talk about wanting new people, but if, if a new person comes in, it disturbs the, the equilibrium, and everybody gets uncomfortable. They want to change things. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, that's, the Lord is good. He, he, he keeps, uh, as one person said, I, I came to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfort, comfortable. So let's afflict ourselves with some truth here. The, we're beginning. I'm going to uh, let's open with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this time that I have. I pray that we will be edified, not just individually, but corporately, so that we, like living stones, will be fitted together and joined together into a temple. For your dwelling place in Jesus' name. Uh, You know, the scripture, we can major. One thing I teach always and try to teach and preach on is that if you want the whole Word of God, you will not just settle on one image of anything. Uh, Jesus is the Son of Man, the Son of God, He is the Redeemer. All these things are facets of the diamond. You see, so if you want to look at a diamond, you have to turn and see all the facets of it. Well, the same thing with the church. If you want to understand the church, don't settle on just the image of the body of Christ. uh, Understand the temple. Understand the people of God. Hebrews teaches that we're the nomadic or the wandering people of God. That this world is not our home. That we're just passing through, as the old song says. And there's many other images, so don't ever give up all the rest of them and major on just one because you'll miss something important. Amen? So turn the diamond. Look at every facet of it. Now, as we go here today, I'm going to go to 1 uh, Corinthians. Uh, well, let me say a word about how this connects with Romans uh, 12. As we get into this, Romans 12, let me just say a few words about uh, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable or spiritual worship. Uh, The word in Greek is logikos, it's logical, your logical worship. And so if you understand the mercy of God, you'll want to present yourself as a sacrifice to him, because... He is not a tyrant. He sacrificed himself for you. He said we love him because he first loved us. So, you know, this is why God is not a tyrant. He He loved you first. He sent his own son to die for you. So we don't have to be afraid of him. We don't have to be afraid to trust him. We don't have to be afraid to surrender ourselves to him because he is not out to hurt you He is out to make you into the image of his son. And this is a process. But he said, first, you've got to offer your body as a living sacrifice. Now, this is as personal as it gets. Your body. You know, he said, Lord, you know, I want to be spiritual. But you're talking about my bod here, you know. This is my personal self. I mean, but he's he's serious. You've got to present your body to the Lord. That means your tongue first of all. I don't have much time, so I'm going right for the jugular, you see. Okay. (laughs) So don't mess around. Just get right to the point. Uh, James says that the steering wheel of your body, if you will, is your tongue. And if you don't give your tongue to the Lord, you're not giving him control. It's like saying, Lord, this car belongs to you, but I've got the keys and the steering wheel. You can have you can be a pastor in the trunk. I like to keep, people love what I call spare tire religion. You know, that's where you keep God around for emergencies. And put him back in the trunk, and then he has no relevance to your life until you have another flat tire, right? <laughs> so what you do is you just say, hey, God, I'm calling on you again. Open the trunk and creak it up and, you know, get the, get the dust off of it and everything. No, God wants the keys, the title, and the steering wheel. Amen? He doesn't, he's no spare tire God. He wants the whole shebang. You're, and God's not even your co-pilot. He calls the shots. This is what I'm going to talk about with the gift of limitations in a minute, but I'm preaching right now, so... <laughs> And so you offer yourself, the, and, and it's a contradiction to say a living sacrifice. Yeah. A living sacrifice. The sacrifices were always killed, so it's like saying a jumbo shrimp. You know that's always contradicted That's always struck me as a contradiction. A jumbo shrimp. You know, it's supposed to be lit. A shrimp is little, or, and uh, so anyway, there's so many things like that that struck, But here we're a living sacrifice. Will you present yourself to God? And you say, Lord, here is my body, my personal self. What, make me an instrument of your righteousness. Make, take my tongue. All right? And so what? Uh, let's stick on the tongue for a minute there. Uh, what do you do? It says, don't, don't curse one another and bless God. James says, Why is it, he said, water, fresh water and salt water can't come out of the same stream. He's writing to Christians. And he says, how is it you can bless God and then curse your brother and sister? We got to serve our brothers and sisters with our tongues, with our mouths. How do you show love to people? Talk to them. Share love and encouragement. Do you know the Lord told me one time, he charged me with this when the Waffle House ministry started especially some of you know the miracles that happened there. I tried to tell people about the miracles at the Waffle House. and So I introduced it to one person. I said, man, I'm seeing miracles, healings and stuff. But I didn't say that. I just said, I'm seeing miracles at the Waffle House. And they said, oh, yeah, they got your order right? <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, and and my motto at the waffle house is don't let your commitment to the Lord waffle. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, what what you have to do? The Lord charged me with this. He says, "This is my commandment that you love one another, as I have loved you." That means you love people that don't like you. You love people whether. They may misunderstand you. They may dislike you. There may be. There's even people I can. I won't say where, but they don't ever want to see me again. I imagine some of them because I don't know why they just don't like me. But I love them. I'm committed to love them. And when I'm, I'm in my private prayer, I bless them. You know, you can bless people in your prayers, right? Why don't you start blessing the people that don't like you? Bless the people that you don't understand and they don't understand you. Just bless them in their prayers. Just begin to say, Lord, I offer my tongue to you. Help me to be a blessing as you are to me. Love. Help me to love people through you. And and you love them through me. So then as we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice then he uh, says verse two do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so you present now your mind to the lord some of you have not surrendered your mind to the lord you you consider that your private property you think, Lord, I got my own thoughts, you know, and people will say, well, I just can't help it. This is the way I am. And then they'll let, let it go, you know. Or, or they'll hide. You know, it, we're good at hiding things. Anybody ever hidden anything, you know? I want to ask you to confess, but I have. I've fooled myself. I've deceived myself. The Bible says in James, it says, If you are a hearer of the word and not a doer, you deceive yourself. You make the devil's job easy for him. Wow. Do you know that if the word, if you leave it there and it doesn't, it's, it's not like it becomes harmless. You say, well, I, I, I heard the word, but I, you know, I didn't do that. The Lord showed me in that verse, it doesn't stay static, it, it turns, this turns into self deception. It becomes something harmful to you because as you ignore the word, you become hardened and you deceive yourself and then you become used to it and you just begin, oh, I hear the word, I heard the word, I heard the word, what would you do with it, what did you do with it, did you respond and so we have to then turn our minds over to the Lord. If we will renew our minds, we, begin, we are able to test what His will is, the good and acceptable and perfect. Now, I'm going to move on here. I don't have much time, so I'm going to, but let me just say that these are not three levels. I used to teach and preach there's, there's good and acceptable and perfect. Well, that's three levels of the will of God. You know, some people live in the good, the acceptable they're squeaking by and then there's the perfect that is not right the word acceptable means well-pleasing and these are three characteristics of the one will of God God has a will for your life he has a part for you to play in the body of Christ you're not everything but you're not nothing you're a piece of the puzzle as I preached here before And if you want to be a part of the puzzle, and when you put the jigsaw puzzle together, the picture of Jesus emerges. Like on the outside of the box, right? But what you have to do is, if you agree to and say, Lord, I want to embrace the part that I am, that you've chosen for me, you have to give him your mind to let him renew you the way you think. Because normally we think as... Even as Christians, we think in terms of individualism. We are concerned about our own interests, our own selves, our own happiness, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But the Bible said, we were singing about freedom earlier. The Bible says, don't use your freedom as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. You're free... Now, this is a paradox you're free to be a servant of the lord and serve others so i don't know if you if you really i'm rushing through this am i going too fast <laughs> okay but i'm i'm hitting hard because i see a lot of people today that, that i want everybody to have a personal experience with the lord but when you come in could you uh, also look around and say lord I don't want just an experience with you for myself. Can I serve the people around me? Can I be somebody who cares about every person that comes in this room? And what I would suggest to you as a way of moving forward on this, and I'm going to just see what you think about it, why don't you, before the service or whatever, get, just go around and say, get the names of people, even people especially people you don't know, and say, Go up to them, let's say five people or four, and go up and say, could I pray for you during the service and ask God to bless you? Do you mind if I do that? Well, nobody's going to turn you down, but what's that going to do to that person? That's going to show you really care about them. You're not just there to get something for yourself. I'm going to pray for you and actually do that. Pray for them during the service. What's that going to do? My God, I feel it going through right now. It's going to open up gates of blessing that you have never experienced because why suddenly you're widening your, the, the ministry that you have. Every one of you is a minister. God's called you to be a servant. That's what a minister is, right? A servant is a minister. I charge you then, try this, do it don't just don't be a hearer only but i'm saying before the service next time go up to four people and especially those you don't know and say can i pray for you my name is so and so can i pray for you during the service and even beyond you know you it won't stop there it won't stop there but if you start doing that it's going to start breaking through this individualism that we have that stops us from seeing each other as the person. I need you. Do you know I need you? I need every one of you. But unless I am, make myself aware that I begin to get, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm just all by myself. I'm, a, I'm like the, the rugged individual. I don't need anybody. You know what I told somebody one day that told me that? They said, I don't need anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm self-sufficient. You know they were kind of bragging about their survivalists, and I said, "Well that's interesting. I said, "Did you make the clothes that you you're wearing <laughs> well no i I bought them I said, "Oh, so you didn't make those, so you depended on somebody to make it. did you buy the did you make the food that you or did you grow it yourself and cook it yourself? Well, no, how about your vehicle you drive? No, no, it ended up that person was totally dependent on a whole number lot of people. Whole lot of people. Do you do you make your own electricity? Do you, you know, all these other things? Ask yourself how many people do you depend on every day but you think, "Hey, I'm independent." Wow. Wow. That is that's that's a, it's really a foolish statement. We just fool ourselves into thinking we are independent. We are really dependent on a, Thousands of people to make, our, to make our tires for us, to pump our gas, or to you know, import the gas, everything we do. Just think about it every day. And so we as a society, well, as a Christian society, we are interdependent too. And if you don't recognize that, that you need everybody here, and you will treat people differently if you think you need them, you know I've been in situations where people uh it depends on who you play golf with you know it's uh when sometimes where you work and stuff it depends on if if hey the, everybody's playing golf together, you know they're going to be buds and you're not included so and I can't play golf anyway, I just kill gophers you know or whatever but uh uh, uh so but when they don't need you, but suddenly if you feel like somebody could do you harm or you could, they could do you good, you suddenly become a desirable person to know. Hey, they can get me in advance or they could, they could hurt me with maybe some reason. And so you begin to get interested in them. Well, why don't you get interested in everybody in here? Why don't you begin to find out what they do and how wonderful their contribution is to this congregation? And as you do that, my God, the blessings are going to multiply beyond anything you have ever imagined. Because it's changing you too. It's not just changing them. This, this temple that I'm talking about, how much time do I have? I'm going to, oh, it's time to quit. All right. Yeah. I'll see if I can summarize in one minute. Like the drug commercials, I'll go through the disclaimers, <laughs> tell you about everything. I do up to 78 RPM, so I'm telling you about this. We do, you can come down here right now, and every, your friends will wait for you. You can come down right here, and you know, all of this stuff. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, me. So I, I will finish up soon. Some of you have got that hungry look, you know. Paul Paul did say he buffeted his body, you know, So <laughs> in the Bible. So uh, <laughs> Oh, me. Yeah. And some people's god is their belly i'm afraid i'm into idolatry a little bit here uh, uh, at least i can still see my feet you know i i, uh, I have i have people i know that i'm going to give them a picture of their feet for christmas so they haven't seen them in so long they had <laughs> make a little card that says remember me i'm your feet <laughs> anyway so what you've got to do is you've got to begin to take seriously what it says in the Scriptures and about that. what these stones are. What's the difference between a pile of stones and a temple is how they're put together. A pile of stones is, is out there, same material that's going to build the temple, but when you put it together with the mortar of love, Ooh. you're going to have a temple unto the Lord where his presence can dwell. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. He doesn't want a pile of stones. He wants that temple. And so I ask you today, begin to take seriously because it's going to take action on your part. And what I want to do, I used to do exit interviews from, uh, you know, sometimes when I would preach at church. And I'd ask people, what do you remember about what I said, because if you don't remember anything, it won't do you any good. You know, you walk out of here and say, man. So uh, without fail almost, everybody say, preacher, you really preached today, man. I love that message. What I'd, I'd say, what part did you like the best? Uh, well, uh, 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 that joke you told. <laughs> and so if you don't remember what I say, you will not benefit from it. So I'm going to repeat it again. I want you to ask four people if you can pray for them the next time. And every time, try it from now on. And then I want you to begin to take seriously that you need one another. Begin to introduce yourself and say, Lord, I know these people, but I really don't know them. Can you help me? Wow. And the mortar of love will start to submit you together let's pray then Father God I us thank you right now that you have your word is true and you, you're you telling us what you want Lord and so we better listen because you are expecting us to do something with it if we walk out of here and forget James says we're just like people that look at a mirror and forget and walk away and then nothing good comes of it. Matter of fact, self deception sets in. So break the hardness, Lord. Break the self deception. Let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: wow that's a miracle 1204 <laughs> man did you receive from the word today man. let's bless randy father thank you for this gift thank you for this stone it's part of our lives we bless him today lord over this congregation together we just announce the blessing we use our tongue to bless the people like you commanded us Would you guys just raise your hands right here? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Lord, we bless this congregation. Thank you for all our guests and visitors. Thank you for everyone that's here today, God. I pray they would just experience the smile of God, that they would experience the love of Jesus. Lord, make us a holy temple. Show us how to use that that mortar Randy talked about, God. Let us not be strangers, but family. Lord, make us lovers of people, lovers of the Father, in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless you guys.
0: For more information, to give, or if you need prayer for anything, visit us online at reallifeministries.org. Shalom.